0: Welcome to the third episode of SYNGPORT. I have a very special episode for you today, where we will be doing things a little bit differently than usual. First off, we have a very interesting panel of guests on the show. If you've got the promo on Instagram, then you already have an idea of what I'm talking about. The episode showcases strong opinions about a topic which is well highly misunderstood in our society, and the people having these opinions are often misjudged. I myself have had quite a journey with this topic and my opinion has changed drastically in this recent past. Well, I hope this episode can clear the air a little bit and, you know, help us take a step in the right direction.
1: Hey guys, I'm Shibhangi and I'm a feminist. I'm 24 years old, living out of Mumbai, and I'm currently pursuing an MBA in marketing. Although I'll be 25 this year, I still remember when I was 18-19 years old, still in college, and I used to think, I'm not like those feminist types, you know. It has taken me years and years of unlearning and relearning to actually grasp what the concept is all about and what the movement stands for. So if I had to summarize my entire experience and understanding in very simple terms, I would just use one word. Choice For me, feminism is a choice that you make daily to reclaim yourself from societal bonds, to make space in society as an individual. And that choice could be anything, to be a homemaker or a working professional, to get married or not get married, to have kids or not have kids, to put on makeup or not put on makeup, what to wear, who to love, what to eat, it should completely be your decision. And people in society are not allowed to judge you for the choice that you make for yourself. So whatever you decide to be or not decide to be tomorrow should be your decision and not what society forces you to accept. Let that choice be your choice. Let your obstacles be your own obstacles. So if you can't be a wrestler tomorrow, let it be because of your physical shortcomings. Not because society will look down upon you or what will people say or who'll marry you tomorrow. Coming to people and choices, I see so many people react very differently when it comes to the topic of feminism and feminists. And I like to classify all of them in three broad categories. The first is the very extreme one, who's like, feminism is cancer, feminists are trying to you know, break families, and it's against Indian culture, and all they want to do is drink, smoke, and have sex. And although it sounds like a party, it's sadly not true. The second section is then like, you know, you're wrong. That's not what feminism is about. That's actually pseudo-feminists. You know, feminism is only about empowering women and, you know, educating them. Uh, like Savitri Bhai Phule and Rani Lakshmi Bhai. You know, that's all that feminism is about and nothing else. Then there's a third section of society. is like... People have, you know, struggled for generations to give you the right to work. So why are you just sitting at home and looking after your household? What use is all their education? You know, why are you wasting everything? Why are you wasting the efforts? And to all these people, all three sections, I would like to say, why are you restricting this huge socio-political movement that includes everyone, literally everyone, by your definitions of what you think it should mean? You know, why can't I do both? Why can't I go clubbing on a Friday night and then go to an NGO on a Sunday morning? why can't I do both? It should be my own choice, not yours. And even to this, I sometimes get a counter-argument you know, Where people are like, Shubhangi, as you said, that this movement includes everyone So why is it called feminism? You know, why not humanitarianism and egalitarianism? You know, why not include human in the name? Why just femme and why women? So to those people, I like to give very, a very simple analogy If you live in a one-room kitchen, you know, a hall and a kitchen, and your kitchen is on fire You won't ask for two buckets of water and pour one in the hall and one in the kitchen. You'll obviously pour both buckets of water in the kitchen. And although everyone knows that you need to protect the entire house from the fire, it will be obvious to focus all your efforts on the kitchen. And that's all that feminism is about. naming it anything else would be invalidating the scrutinies and sufferings of all the women throughout generations. In the end, I would just like to say that Feminists are not perfect people. There's no test that you need to pass. They're just conscious people who look around at the fire around them and they just want to douse it.
2: I am a part of the communications area at NMIMS School of Business Management and my name is Papia De. When I was asked what feminism means to me, I was a little puzzled. Puzzled not because I don't know what feminism is, but to define what it means to me, took me back to my early years. Do I really know whether I am a feminist? Am I the so-called superwoman who is apparently doing a fantastic job of managing work and home, at least for the people who know me a little? Am I a feminist who tells her teenage daughters that it is absolutely fine to step into a temple while they are in their periods? Or am I the quintessential Indian woman whose greatest joy is in receiving a compliment for the delicacy she has just dished out? Now, before I share my answers, let me share the journey. I was one of those fortunate Indian kids who was not brought up as a girl child, but as a human being. In middle class Kolkata, one rarely understands what is to be a girl until you are an adolescent and find strange men deliberately brushing against you or harassing you, be it on the roads, public buses, or even in classrooms. In times of Hamdu Hamare Do, I grew up in a family of three sisters. One fine day my mother very nonchalantly confessed to me that she braved the third attempt in hopes of a son, but alas, here I am. Not that I was deprived of anything that her son would have had, and I am indeed blessed to have a super-efficient mother who took care of all my needs. But whenever I look at my childhood pictures, I see a rather chubby boy dressed in bush shirts and half pants, sitting amongst cousins with a short cropped hair, failing to hide the elf-like ears. Is that me? I would ask. Why am I dressed like a boy? I realized that till I started showing signs of puberty, my mother somehow encouraged me to keep my hair short in a boycott, get involved in the so-called manly games, and allowed me to be the tomboy that I was. Possibly I was playing on to help her overcome the disappointment I had unwittingly caused. Who was I? I asked myself. From that tomboy, how did I manage to become a reasonably desirable fresher in college? I grew up to be a fairly average collagen with the usual bouts of crushes and heartbreaks. I moved to Mumbai for work and soon after married my childhood sweetheart, who had also moved in here. We became parents. We did not have a support system, and hence I chose to forego my career in journalism uh, to be the primary caregiver. By choosing to stay at home, I felt I had made myself economically vulnerable. Though journalism never, uh, you know, at least in the 90s, absolutely just paid peanuts. I felt hopeless and powerless often. Anger in particular, I thought was a reasonable response. So I was angry at the whole world for a decision I had taken, but pretended that it had been shoved down my throat. I resumed once again and tried to eke out a few more years in journalism before my second child was born. The experience was ditto. I had grown up with the feminist narrative that men and women are equal. Then why was it that I was the caregiver who quote-unquote sacrificed her career to do the not-so-glamorous chores of housekeeping and child-rearing? Then I asked myself, will I be happy if my husband was the primary caregiver and me the owner? Will I take the same pride in him if he puts his manhood on the block? A manhood that is defined by professional success in our society? I realized equality of gender is determined by how women leaders in various fields have produced vis a vis men. That is only half the equality. Today I have recognized the other half, the half that does not value women on male terms but values her for the choices she makes. I think we are blessed compared to men because we have alternatives available to us, both professionally and personally. I realized that reassessment of the feminist narrative that I grew up with was needed. Today we live in a high-speed, horizontal, networked world and multinational corporations ensure that work is of paramount importance. But no world, no matter how fast it is, can belittle the importance of families. Juggling responsibilities are family problems and not a woman's problem. And the day we recognize that and value a person for the choices he or she makes, I believe we will be at peace with ourselves and stop feeling unequal. At this stage of my career, after spending a few years in the corporate world, when I negotiated a flexi-timing with NMIMS, I am able to manage my time a lot better. I can time myself with my daughter's school timings. I feel at peace, even if it means doing my evaluations and class preps at home till very late. As a digital immigrant professor teaching digital natives, where today's information gets obsolete yesterday, life is a challenge, a challenge I have willingly embraced and enjoying every bit of it. Sometimes there are aces and then there are deuces, but the racket, ladies and gentlemen, is firmly in my hands. To quote Gloria Gaynor, your life is a sham till you can shout, I am what I am. And today, I am happy and at peace with who I am. Whether I'm a feminist, that is for you to decide. Thank you. Hi, I'm Lakshmi, on the way to being an
3: HR manager. So what is feminism? Now, I'm not the one for textbook definitions, but to me as a woman, it simply means that every human be treated with respect, dignity, and be provided with equal and fair opportunities to express and be themselves, and make their own decision. Now, I'm a Malayali woman coming from the land where it's a norm for a couple to spend as much time with the girl's parents as with the boy's parents. Now, I know it's a pretty obscure example. I mean, most of you would be like, so what? What difference does that make? But trust me, it makes a huge difference. And that's the thing, you see. It's about the tiniest little things that do wonders. We always take the little things for granted, don't we? And it's been a man's world for far too long and believe me, we aren't here to take it away from you guys out there or even planning a secret revolution to topple men. Nope, that's not the aim. We just want to be heard. We want to be represented. Basically we would like the world to be a better place where we do not treat people differently based on their gender or sexual orientation. Just like some of you guys may not be that fond of driving cars, some of us aren't fond of cooking as well. I do agree that slowly changing, women gaining financial independence is making all the difference. But we still have a long way to go. We owe it to the generations behind and ahead of us. So let's just join forces and break stereotypes, help each other and be better humans, right? All you need to do is open your eyes and take notice. I sincerely hope that we do not limit this brilliant movement to just one or two days in a year. And with that thought, I take your leave. Happy
4: Women's Day. so as a you know a professional for the now last um, two and a half decades in uh, uh, in the corporate world okay uh, what i realized is that there is uh, a gendered expectation of behavior so uh, right from the time you are a student uh, especially when you are in postgraduate courses when uh, you know the number of women sub- you know goes down substantially uh, What does it mean to be, you know, a female, a girl or a woman in interactions is something which uh, has always confounded me. So if the whole definition is uh, of, you know, any postgraduate, especially a professional qualification, is that of being uh, ambitious, a go-getter. While those are traits that are encouraged in menfolk, uh, women, it sets you apart. Correct. So, uh, while in a man, aggression is uh, is a great sign. Okay, uh, aggression in a woman could make her uh, be called out as being uh, a bitch. Okay, in, uh, in 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 polite terms, and there could of course be a lot of other uh, not so complimentary terms that could be used uh, if you put. Uh, your career aspirations ahead of your uh, other personal life uh, you are you know again viewed as being uh, cold uh, don't fit in the boundaries of feminism and unfortunately these definitions of feminism are rooted uh, you know way back in uh, you know the 16th century or 15th century where uh, women were meant to be seen and not heard so This gendered expectation is something which I think confounds um, and complicates life for women at every point in time. So whether it is uh, in professional uh, education, whether it is in work sports. uh, And I see it all around, even today, where I find that this whole desire to belong, uh, especially if you want to be accepted as one of the boys or one of the men, uh, you tend to hang around uh, either smoking or around chai tapri, something which probably you may not have done otherwise but this whole need to belong to confirm I think has taken a toll on what uh, feminism means at times it even extends to uh, dressing like men power dressing okay uh, it also extends to um, trying to fit into male notions of what constitutes uh, a womanly attributes which just erodes away from you as a person and uh, so, this is my take on uh, you know uh, my experiences rather on uh, feminism so let me put let me put this to you every uh, you know very bluntly I think every victory uh, as a woman is hard fought okay Uh, whether it is uh, the right to choose a life partner uh, whether it is the right to choose uh, financial independence, whether it is even the right to have children. Okay? Uh, these are not matters that happen as par for the course. These are generally uh, pretty hard-fought uh, victories. And uh, you overcome it, I think, only by um, standing your ground. Okay? Uh, you overcome it by a very strong sense of self. Uh, and you know that's something that I personally believe in that uh, my locus of self-esteem or my locus of self-worth is within me so I generally don't need to seek external validation about who I am as a person and I think that's how you overcome all these obstacles because the moment you start letting other people judge you or tell you what you should do uh, that's a slippery slope so uh, I've had a number of instances where I have Uh, stood up for uh, you know my performance appraisals with my bosses I've had arguments with my with my parents with my in-laws with my spouse sometimes now with my kids on uh, what constitutes acceptable or unacceptable behavior uh, for me and for the other women in their life so uh, that's how you overcome it and I'm not afraid to state my mind and hold my ground Uh, and I think for all that uh, I have not gone uh, into the masculine terrain okay? So my husband likes to uh, crack some jokes at my expense Saying you are the one who wears pants in the house Because most of the time I am roaming around in track pants uh, But I think at the end of the day I am quite happy and proud to be a woman But I don't feel that uh, uh, I need to be called out on This is what makes me a woman I'm, I, I know what I stand for So that's that uh, So that's how you overcome it Uh, These were the views of uh, Gayatri Sampath. Hi, my name is Krisha Mehra
5: and today I am going to talk about what feminism means to me. At the very outset, feminism to me is about equality. It is about equal opportunities, equal rights, equal access for both men and women. It is about choice, It is about freedom, about liberation. It is about breaking gender biases. Right? Now, the fact that feminism has had to be a movement and the fact that it is associated with a fight or with anger, with rage, with rebellion is unfortunate, but it had to be done because, unfortunately, Historically and traditionally, men have been perceived to be the more powerful sex. We as women have been perceived to be weaker. Uh, and the patriarchal society that we live in has always you know, believed that the man is more powerful, more influential, more authoritative, more controlling. For some reason, the man of the house, quote unquote, has the last word. So, feminism is about changing that. It is about believing, simply believing that both men and women are equal. And because, uh, you know, all these years uh, women have not, women have been the oppressed sex, it is about empowering women. Um, at the same time, you know, having said that it is about empowering women, it is also about breaking those certain gender biases that men have to deal with. You know, for example, it's not just about getting the woman her maternity leave, but it's about also about paternity leave. It's not, it's not just about a woman getting equal pay for work, it is also about a man not having the pressure to earn money for his family. It is not just about um, you know protecting women from the various um, you know issues that we've had to face, but it is also about allowing a man to cry in you know without being judged in society so for me it's it's more about i get i get that men and women are different they're built differently you know i'm not saying we're the same but i'm saying that we should have we should be treated equally right and we should have the choice the freedom to be who we want to be, to do what we want to do, to wear what we want to wear, to, you know, not be treated differently just because of the way our bodies are built. So yes, uh, that is my take on feminism and I hope you all can relate with what I say with what I have said,
6: thank you. Hi, my name is Arohi. I sing a lot, I read a lot, and I also talk a lot, which is probably why when it comes to feminism, I feel like I've had this conversation multiple times. But I've received varying responses each time. So now I know of people who think of this idea as extremely overhyped and absolutely unnecessary. I also know of people who find some merit in it and some who vehemently support it. But I think the confusion is because the idea of feminism has become almost like a game of Chinese whisper. Where it started off as something else, people kept adding their biases to it and ultimately it manifested into something entirely different. So through all the chaos and through my limited level of understanding, this is my take on it. So I don't like the fact that a lot of conversations around feminism it as this war between men and women. Like we're actively coming for you, we're going to clamp you down and take all your rights away or something. I mean, yeah, we are dramatic, but we're not that dramatic. Because for me, the crux of feminism isn't a competition between men and women. It's not women trying to prove that they are better than men. Feminism never was and isn't me versus you. Feminism, for me, at its core, is all of us versus patriarchy. When we think about it, we realize that we have just been conditioned to think that some things in society are just okay and that probably isn't our fault because that's just something that we've been taught and we have subconsciously imbibed throughout the years. I believe that's okay as long as we call those things out, identify where things are going wrong and actively create change. So going against patriarchy for me would mean not forcing men and women to conform to the standards set for them. So it would mean that it's okay for men to be vulnerable. It's okay for a woman to be ambitious. It's okay for men to like and wear pink. It's okay for young girls to like, say, cars more than dolls. Men don't need to be tall, dark and handsome. Women don't need to be fair and lovely. Sexual assault irrespective of the gender of the victim, is wrong and having laws that cater only to one gender in such a case is worse. So a lot of people would argue that isn't it just equality then? So I believe that feminism is more about equity, it should be more about equity than it needs to be about equality. I'll give you an example. So I remember seeing this very interesting illustration about the difference between the two. So imagine that you are a short person and you and your taller friend want to reach out to, let's say, pluck a fruit. So I give you both a step stool of the same height. That's equality. But then in this case, your taller friend can still probably reach the fruit simply because he's tall and you cannot fundamentally because your height isn't enough, you're short. Equity would be when I recognize that you need more support and I give you a higher step stool. Feminism should be and is about identifying when a particular gender needs more support simply because the other has traditionally seen more opportunities and providing that higher step stool. And it doesn't have to just be women because the word has feminine. in it. It should and needs to be men too in cases of unfair opportunity. Feminism was never about one gender being superior. It has always been about all genders standing up for each other. It has been about educating, learning and progressing together.
7: Hello everybody. I am Gauri Joshi, a behavioral trainer and HR consultant practicing in Navi Mumbai, India. Thank you Harsha for inviting me to be a part of this podcast. Well, I have grown up in a very conventional middle class Maharashtrian culture. The traditional mindset of girls being trained to become homemakers and boys as breadwinners is not at all new to me. The standard norm of girls cleaning up the kitchen while boys get to play with their toys is no big gender difference things to talk about at all. One obstacle I faced due to gender is when I wanted to take admission into a Sobo College for FYJC, Sobo South Bombay. We then lived at Vashi Navi, Mumbai, and the college I was interested in was at Churchgate, Mumbai, which is about 3028 to 30 kilometers far away. The transport facilities in the early 90s were unreliable. No Ola's, no Ubers. road conditions were really bad. Yes, even then, some things just don't change, right? Anyway, so the train services between Vashi and CST had just started, and the crowd was really pathetic. The obvious reason for my parents rejecting my choice of Sobo College was in quotes, safety issues. It was too far, we didn't own an extra private vehicle for my personal use and the public transport was just not cool. I would be traveling for about four hours every day, six days a week for the next five years. At least this is what they thought then. No, I haven't yet told them about my plans to move into the hostel. The first step was to convince them of the college, one step at a time. At the vulnerable age of Sweet Sixteen, I managed to find one resource who would have to sell this idea of allowing me to enroll into my dream college. This resource was my first cousin Yogesh, who is six years elder to me and he luckily had a good friend who had completed her graduation from the same college. So I had to convince him and then he had to convince her and then both of them had to come over and convince my parents. Well, half the battle was won as it was my brother who was championing the cause. This was the first major obstacle I had faced in my life of not getting permission into my dream college as we really lived far away and I overcame this with the help of my cousin. Now the second part of the plan was to convince my family to allow me to live in the hostel but I had about two years of time to do this as the institute did not open up the hostel facility for junior college so I will return to this story later. Another incident was when I wanted to do a summer job after my 11th. Yes, by now, I'm already a part of my dream college. So this summer job I was interested in was at Archie's Gallery, the only branded gift shop then. Again, by default, the opinion of my parents was a no. Same concern, safety issues. Well, I'm really super lucky to have brothers taking up for me and fighting for me. This time it was my elder brother, Nitin. Da, Nitin Dada, Da is four years older than me. ...who convinced my parents to allow me to do a summer job at RG's. And OMG, that was an awesome two months of my life and I really owe it to Dada. Similarly, post-12, again I took up another summer job for two months... ...at a private company as a telemarketing executive. By this time, my parents had developed the confidence that I could take care of myself. This time, they also raised their flag of safety issues... ...but this time not for me, safety for others. Now the time has ripened to pitch in about the hostel and yippee! This time they said a yes. The next three years of living on my own really prepared me to take on the daunting challenges of the world. I would advise every girl to step out of her comfort zone and go kiss the world. The world awaits you.
8: Hey, hi, my name is Charulata Gautam and here is what I think about feminism. When you google the word feminism, google does what it does the best. It gives you the meaning of the word and the very first meaning or the definition of feminism that pops up is and I quote, feminism is about all genders having equal rights and opportunities. It's about respecting diverse women experiences, identities, common knowledge and struggles and striving to empower all these women to realize their full rights. Now. The Google definition does not sound as controversial as the topic has actually become these days. And a few people like you would look at women like me and think, do they actually not get all the opportunities they should? Is feminism actually needed? And to that I say, hell yes, it's needed. Feminism was never just about the right to education or just about the right to vote or anything as basic as the right to being heard. I think it was always about feeling equal, feeling safe. And for a person like me, who's had an amazing journey up until now, who's gotten all the opportunities she's ever wanted to pursue, whenever and wherever she's wanted to pursue, I still say, I don't feel safe. I don't feel equal. I'm still afraid to step out of the house after 10pm. My parents judge me when I give my own opinion. And this is just me, a person who's living in a rather improved part of the world. What about the others outside our realm? I know it's difficult to believe, but I'll give you some statistics. If you do a basic Google search, you can see that uh, an average number of 87 rape cases are recorded in India daily. Uh, The countrywide female literacy rate is 70.3% while the male literacy rate is 84.7% and men earn 46.19 rupees more than women. And no, these figures aren't old. These figures aren't just made up to coax you into believing that you know what? Feminism is needed. All these are recent and all these are very frighteningly recent. So you can only imagine after fighting for feminism for such a long time, This is the only difference we could make. How long do you think will it take for us to achieve the same position as the men in our society? And don't you think that feminism now is needed more than ever? Although mainly there is one common misconception that only women can be feminists and that feminism only benefits women. In reality, feminism strives for equality of all the sexes, not the superiority of women. And one of the main aims of feminism is to take the gender roles that have been around for many, many years, deconstruct these to allow people to live free and empowered lives without being tied down to traditional restrictions. And honestly, every philosophy or concept that is rolled out has its own pros and cons. And yes, feminism might have been used as a controversial topic these days by many people, but yeah. Too many carrots can also make your skin orange, na? You don't ban carrots altogether. And nevertheless, I'm not here to change your opinion. I'm not here to convince you into believing that feminism is needed. I'm just here to state facts. The decision is yours to take.
9: Hi, I'm Shreya, and this is my two cents on what feminism means to me. I'll um, firstly start with what I identify feminism with and then move on to explore the reasons behind why I believe we need feminism. Um, I think in order to fully appreciate and accept feminism, it's very important to understand what it stands for. I mean, it's so grossly misunderstood to the point where the whole movement gets discredited because there are numerous forces out there who mistakenly or even knowingly correlate feminists to feminazis or men-haters. And, I mean, it's not really about that, is it? It's not about women wanting to one-up men for centuries of stigma and systemic oppression, repression and discrimination. It is not about revenge. It is about what's fair and just. And this narrative needs to be more widely spread because if people are unaware or willfully ignorant of the true meaning of feminism, it won't have the desired impact. And um, given this premise of feminism, I believe it is of the utmost um, importance for it to become a social norm and a woman to be reckoned with and I mean that's just because look at the cards women are dealt with and you would realize that the game was rigged from the very beginning. We live in a man's world and it is exhausting to live in a world which is not designed for you or one where you are not considered serious enough um and as a woman you know you grow up internalizing uh, Murphy's law which basically says right um, whatever can go wrong will go wrong and this is because we're taught from a very young age that you know boys will be boys and men will be men but women will continue to pay the price for that um so like let me help contextualize and elaborate just a bit so regular examples of this include you know choosing the right attire to wear because you don't want the way you dress to be the reason you get catcalled harassed or even raped and carrying a pepper spray while traveling alone because you can never be too careful and not being able to walk alone at night because that makes us an easy target and immediately texting or calling your friends and family when you find yourself alone with a man in a lift, shared taxi, parking lot. Being wary of what you post on social media because it could just be subject to wild insinuations. And dreading the fact that you could meet a stalker or a serial killer any time of any given day, whereas on an average, the fear of men revolves around meeting women who are fat or who would laugh at them. Because even when you take all of these precautions to protect yourself, society has the audacity of calling you paranoid. And like, on a more macroeconomic scale, legislative examples of this are you know, men still controlling the narrative of women and framing laws with respect to us without even consulting us as if we weren't human beings with rights and opinions and they completely just take away our autonomy. And the lopsided nature of caring responsibilities that women take as opposed to their male counterparts and such work being considered trivial. And the fact that marital rape is still not considered rape in many countries because of the archaic perspective that a man has agency over a woman's body. And marriage is a quintessential institute to kind of legitimize that horrendous claim. And the lack of women in positions of power, because when women are opinionated and ambitious, they are deemed as being bitchy and bossy, right? And the existence of gender pay gaps and glass ceilings and harassment at workplace all just work towards denying basic equality to women. And you know what really irks me is when men say things like, oh, y'all just hate men and not all men are the same, is that men fail to realize is that while misandry might only just irritate and agitate you all, misogyny actually kills. And that's why we need feminism. Because okay, maybe not all men are the same, but each and every woman on the face of this planet has suffered due to at least one man. And it isn't death by any titanic monstrosity, but like by a million small paper cuts. So if I were to summarize feminism to me, it would mean a time when I can feel safe and secure enough to be able to speak and do what I wish on my own terms. And you know, it stops feeling like an act of social and political resistance and it starts feeling like my inalienable human right. Hi everyone, my
10: name is Nikita Parmar. I'm an MBA graduate from NMIMS Mumbai and I'm very 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 excited to be here on this podcast so a huge shout out to Harsha for inviting me and I'm actually quite honored this is my first ever podcast. Uh, Today I'm here to talk about what feminism means to me. That's right I'll be talking about the F word which is probably more uh, controversial than the actual F word. And a little disclaimer before I begin, all of the opinions that I will be talking about are solely my own and uh, these are just my perspectives and points of view that I'd like to put across. Uh, So feminism is controversial, like I said, but it is so because a lot of the time feminism is equated with sameness and I disagree with that fact. I do not say that men and women are the same. They're not. In fact, a need for feminism arose because decades back when our civilization was just beginning and, you know, the roles that men and women were given in society were primarily based upon what their physical abilities could accomplish. For example, men were expected to do tasks that required physical steadfastness, uh, brawn, which we call very uh, colloquially, And women were responsible for nurturing the family. And that's how the roles got divided. And even though we've come leaps and bounds from there, we've evolved so much as a society. Somewhere our norms, our ways of thinking, our ways of working, Uh, there are elements of inequality which are ingrained in our system as a whole. Which is why conversations about feminism are very necessary. I think about feminism, the topic that strikes me the most is... um, It's called intersectionality or intersectional feminism and um, just to give you a brief overview of what it means is that while I identify as a woman I use she and her pronouns tomorrow if I go and decide to work in the US not only will I be a working woman but I will also be a person of color say for example I decide to disclose that I do not um, identify as a straight individual and I'm on the queer spectrum, I will then be a working woman, a person of colour, as well as someone someone who's not straight. So the lens with which people look at me, uh, there are three different lenses, you see, and people will have all sorts of biases, all sorts of inherent assumptions about me belonging to all these three different categories. And that's going to land me in pretty difficult places or spots. And this is why we need to start talking about intersectional feminism and why it's gaining more popularity, Um, mostly in the US, but I think, um, you know, everywhere else in the world, we're not too far behind. And another thing that I hugely am vocal about, and I try to read up a lot about that, is that right now, feminism is about two genders, men and women, and it's about, you know, having equal opportunities for both the sexes, but for me, um, I like to think way too idealistically. And I think it's it's about time we start, you know, giving less importance to gender and giving more importance to individuals. So stop looking at it through the lens of your biological sex and assigning people, uh, you know, names or labels. Okay, that you're a man or you're a woman or whatever. Let people identify themselves however they want to. Uh, give them the freedom to express themselves as they want to and let them aspire to um, have a platform where they can access equal opportunities. So that is what ultimately feminism is about for me. It's not about... I mean I don't think it should be called humanism or I don't know equalism or all the snazzy words that people have come up with because they just dislike the fact that it's associated with the word female but that's just ridiculous in my opinion. And uh, these were a few thoughts that I'd like to share with all of you.
0: This episode is not intended to provoke a discord. It is just serving as another platform for people to voice out their thoughts. A big thanks to our guests for sharing their takes on this topic. It is definitely not easy to speak your mind about things, and they have absolutely knocked it out of the park. I hope to bring you more of such interesting conversations in the future. The podcast is currently listed on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Stitcher. You can contact me on Instagram at Syncpod which is S-Y-N-C-P-O-D or by email attached in the description. Until next time, this is Harsha signing out. Stay safe.